Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. Work. A gift we all receive? For many years, that's not what I thought. Viewing it in a positive way, a biblical way, has changed so much for me. I'm Kathy Harrelson, and my friends Casey Williamson and Chris Curtis join me for this conversation about paid and unpaid work. We discuss how we long to experience as much joy as we can in our work, how we try to step into its brokenness in a healthy way, and how we long to honor God in the midst of it. Here's our conversation. Hi, I'm Kathy Harrelson here with my friends in Christ Chapel women, Casey Williamson and Chris Curtis, and we get to talk about work. About a decade ago, if you know me very well, you know that I changed the verb that I use when I talk about work. I used to say we have to work, and now I say we get to work because I do believe that work is a gift. No, it is not perfect. But I hope that especially if work has been challenging for you, that you will stick around to hopefully get to experience some of the joy and mindset that we can experience when we look at work realistically, but in the way God intended it to be. And as we talk about work, know that we're talking about it in its broadest sense, paid, unpaid, it can be mental work, physical work, any productive effort and action. That's what we mean when we're talking about work. It takes a lot of our time. And so looking at it and thinking about it rightly can have a huge impact on us as well as the people around us and frankly, our walk with the Lord. So we are going to look at several things. We're going to talk about what we believe about work and how specifically that impacts us. We're going to look at how we've seen and responded to brokenness in our work because it isn't perfect. And then we're going to look at what we can do well, how we can do work well, so that it honors the Lord. And as we step into that, I'd love to just start off by giving y'all an opportunity to maybe tell a little bit about yourself and your work experience. We are going to talk about your unpaid work today, but I'd love maybe for you to just talk about a little bit of your paid career experience and why it is that you like work. Chris, would you start us off? Sure. So um, I love to fix broken things. Um, so ever since graduating college, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of fun jobs in a variety of like companies and continents, and they've all had that same thing theme of like fixing or improving something. Um, so whether it's a team of people, a process, a customer's perspective, maybe a software system, or an unprofitable financial position, um, I've had a chance to work in kind of all of those situations. Um, And I love the challenge and that variability that that work provides. Um, I work in aerospace distribution now, but it's really less about the industry than it is more about like the broken thing, like that thing or Mm -hmm. that widget that kind of gets me excited. I love that. Casey, what about you? That's great. Hi. Yes, my name is Casey Williamson. I am a proposal manager at Jacobs Engineering and What I love about my work, first and foremost, is just how fulfilling it is to 
do a job well done at the end of the day. And thankfully, uh, through what we're going to talk about today, understanding work as a gift from the Lord and a way to honor the Lord and working as unto Him, it allows me to really enjoy and find fulfillment in my work, knowing that I'm doing it for God in His kingdom. Yeah, I love that. Great thoughts. I'm excited to continue to hear from you as we chat more. I know that I have to admit that for a long time, most of my life, I really thought work was a bad thing or kind of this necessary evil means to a paycheck. And my views on that have changed significantly. And not just my views on it, but my experience in work has changed a lot. And I'm embarrassed that it took me so long to figure it out because it's not like it's some huge secret. In the very first verse of the whole Bible, we see in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He worked. He then makes humans in his image. We work. He then commands us to work. And all of this was before there was sin. He gives us this amazing gift of work. So why I didn't get it or thought it was some terrible thing is kind of funny to me and embarrassing. But I would love to hear from you guys. Has your perspective on work changed? And if so, how has it changed over the years? And how has that impacted how you've experienced work? Chris, what about you? Um, so I think when I started my career, quickly after, probably within the first couple of years, I kind of, you know, talked to my husband and was like, hey, could we do some like financial planning about when I could retire? You know, so I'm <laughs> a couple like, years in. <laughs> I haven't really been working that long, haven't really made a whole lot of money. And here I am looking for like when I can retire so we can play and travel and do all these cool things. Um, and so I started off my career in aerospace manufacturing and I was trying to like climb the corporate ladder um, and kind of see what that would look like or how high it could go or how much influence or, you know, big titles or money or whatnot. And um, it was about six years ago that I started to learn about work through a biblical lens and really realized that retirement wasn't really the goal, um, but that God had given me like my work for today and for every day. Um, and so that perspective shift really helped me to not really overlook the people or the projects that I was working on today in a way that I probably had beforehand. Um, and in a ways I kind of had to take my eyes off of the horizon to really focus on what was now. And I think that's kind of interesting because when I started, I was right looking at the horizon, like how do I get here? And now I almost had to put on a little bit of blinders to look down at the present day and focus less so much on that 50-year, 20-year plan, whatever that looked like. Um, so my very first job as a manager, um, I was very cold and distant. Um, I'm not a compassionate person. That takes a lot of effort for me. Um, and I think I had really high or even sometimes unrealistic expectations for my team members. Um, and so seeing my work as something that God had given and an opportunity to honor God through that, it really made me start to appreciate some of the people that I work with and some of the relationships that had been fostered in the workplace. And I started to see um, our team members not our team members not only as people, um, you know, to make our company successful or to help our customers or to finish a project, but also a way to you know empower them to become better friends and better neighbors and better parents and um, whatnot. And so that you know that shift change really helped me to be more relatable as a manager. That in turn made me more successful, which is kind of funny how that works. Um, and now I've even seen that kind of helps my creativity in some of the work that I do now. Um, and I don't know that I would have had that or had those opportunities had I not had that perspective shift. I'd probably still be trying to like, you know, be a really cold manager and retire really soon. So, 
<laughs> I love just that the blessing that you experienced from that shift. Yeah. Again, sometimes I think, oh, we have to work, but yet God gives it to us. And even just your tone in the way that you talked about it, as you talked about that shift was really significant. Casey, what about you? Definitely. I also used to think of work as just a means to a paycheck, something that I had to do in order to be secure and take control of my life and just to be successful. Uh, Thankfully, pretty early on in my career, I was invited to Common Ground, which was a working women's ministry of Christ Chapel that used to meet downtown during the week. And that's, of course, how I met you both, Kathy and Chris. And I was introduced to the idea that work really is a gift and fully integrated in our life and our faith. And we studied the scriptures, poured through God's word, and and learned about what God has to say about work and what He intended and His heart behind it. And that really started to flip the script in my mind. Mm -hmm. That work is good, and it's a gift, and it's not just a means to an end or a way for me to give myself the kind of life I want for myself. Uh, I love what you said, Chris, about God gives us our work for today, and it reminds me of His provision. He gives us each day our daily bread, Mm -hmm. and in the same way, He gives us our daily work. And so just being able to focus on the work God's given us for the here and now has also really blessed me and how I view work. Yeah, that's neat. I love that. And I, as I'm thinking about what you're saying, I love how God is so integrated in what you do, mm-hmm. because I used to, again, another embarrassing thing for me is I used to kind of see some work is more important than other work. Mm-hmm. Like I get the blessing of working at a church, this spiritual place or sacred work, but you guys aren't as blessed as me. You have to work <laughs> in this secular job, which is so terrible to even think or say. But I began to kind of shift my mindset because if you think about it, God's command in Genesis was that we would care for the earth and its people. And that's what I'm doing, but that's also what you are doing. So talk a little bit about that sacred secular divide. Do you see that divide? How have you experienced that? Or do you believe there is one? Chris, what about you? Um, I think, you know, growing up, I was very legalistic about it and really thought that, you know, work was Sunday to Monday and, or even Monday to Friday. And, you know, Sunday was kind of a God thing and maybe occasionally a mission trip or a church event in a week would kind of blur those two lines, but they were, they were pretty solid, you know, that this one happens in this section and this one happens in this section. And there's a a passage in Ephesians that really kind of helped me reframe that. Um, In Paul's letter to the Ephesian church, it says, for he for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And um, like I'll, I'm going to break it down. So for that very first part, for we are his workmanship. Like in the beginning, it shows that God himself worked, just like you said, Kathy, mm. the very couple first verses of the Bible that God worked. And so he worked to create us. So if God worked, then I'm not too good for work. So if if God can create, then I don't need to retire tomorrow, then I'm okay to work too. So um, And so the next part, it says created in Christ Jesus for good works. So next it says that we were created to work, like 
that is part of our purpose here. Like we were not just created for play. My daughter might um, think differently, <laughs> but we were created to be a worker. Um, and so I, you know, see a lot of memes right now on social media, like, oh, working for the weekend, but that's not God. That's not his design. Like we're mm-hmm. created to work for the week. And that's part of our, our you know, the reason why we're here. Um, and so then the last part of that, it says, for which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. So I love that how that next per that next verse really describes how God planned the work for us to do ahead of time because I think sometimes mm-hmm. I get caught in this mindset that oh I'm working because I need to pay for my mortgage I'm mm-hmm. working because I need something to do I'm working because this is the way that I provide for my family or whatnot but um, we're not working because Plan A fell through and this is Plan B like we're working because God designed for us to work and He actually planned my job for me long before mm-hmm. it was my job. Um, and so just how he had planned the creation of the earth before he created it, like he planned my job before I showed up. And so I really love how that one verse really makes it really clear, this new perspective of work. And for me, it's a, a good reminder as I work um, uh, in software design and software support for my company that I can be as impactful in that work than I can be working at a church, that I can be on a mission trip. Like my job is as impactful to God's kingdom as other people's are. And I think that is really affirming as someone who doesn't work Mm -hmm. in a church. I think it is really powerful to see the magnitude of my work and really be inspired and encouraged in that to know that like God chose my job for me, for my purpose, my skill set for today. And that is really neat to be a part of that purpose. Oh, that's so encouraging. I almost got chills. I love that. Casey, what about you? I definitely used to compartmentalize my work in my faith. I had gotten this idea that somehow the more noble or God-honoring career path would be to work in full-time ministry or in global missions. And and while those vocations are extremely important and honoring to the Lord, uh, I've also realized that anything we do can be glorifying if we're working as unto the Lord. And a verse that I love, Colossians 3.23, says, "'Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men.'" And I've just come to learn that I think God is more glorified in the posture of our hearts rather than the specific type of work we do itself. And so when you think of sacred and secular work, um, to me, there's almost no longer that divide because when you're working as unto the Lord, it's all sacred. Yeah, I like that. I think too, you know, there's probably more people that need Jesus at our workplaces outside the church than there is yes. on Sunday mornings inside our church. And so that's neat that you've kind of taken that call to, you know, engineering architecture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's God's allowing us to reach entirely different groups of people that might not be comfortable walking through a door Sunday morning at church, but we get to be lights and minister to. Yeah. Neat. Absolutely. I know that I asked you guys to kind of start by focusing maybe on your career work. But as I said before, work is an incredibly broad topic. It can be paid. It can be unpaid. It can be something seemingly mundane from unloading the dishwasher to something that's incredibly intellectual. And so I'd love for you guys to share, if you're willing, a little bit about your unpaid work. 
How are you involved in working in a ways that you don't get paid for? And how has that impacted you and been important to you? Casey, would you start us off? Sure. One of uh, one of the sources of unpaid work that I have is volunteering. So whether that's here at Christ Chapel, serving in children's ministry, or a local nonprofit here in Fort Worth, um, that's a source of unpaid work for me. I, I went to TCU for college, and one of my favorite classes I took was a class all about nonprofits. And one of the things we discussed was not only donating financial to organizations, but also donating your time and talents. And as I think about unpaid work, it it really, it's serving and it's work. It's like work is service. Just like we were talking about, there's no longer this divide between secular and sacred. There's really not that much of a divide between work and service uh, when when you think about the purpose and intent behind it. I agree. I love that work as service idea that what we are doing, if I can't think of a way that my work can serve in some capacity or some good that's coming out of it, I either need help thinking about it differently or maybe need to stop doing that work if there's not <laughs> a service or some sort of gift involved in that. Yeah. Chris, what about you? What is some of your unpaid work and how has that been influential for you? Sure. Um, When my first two kids were born three and a half years ago, I took the opportunity to work part-time at my company um, in order to have some more time at home with my kids. Um, So we now have three littles and I spend a few days a week with them uh, touring playgrounds around the city. We (laughs) go to the Fort Worth Zoo and visit our favorite hippo named Bubbles. Um, We water the two plants in our backyard that we can keep alive. Um, We terrorize the librarians at story time down the street. Um, So I think some days this unpaid work is actually harder than my software work. Um, Certainly requires a little bit more patience sometimes. And sometimes it's the other way around. But I really like how God kind of distinguishes between that paid and unpaid work when he calls us. Um, Because I think kind of your comment on service, but I really think it Mm. too, like on the dignity part, that both of those types of work are really dignified. Mm -hmm. And both support like the development and the renewal of our city and of our community. And I think Mm -hmm. there are different types of community where people really value one over the other. And I think it's Mm -hmm. really important that both of them show value, Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, both are necessary for our community, for our workplaces, for our companies, for our families, for our churches. And I think that, you know, balance between both and that dignity for both are really important. I totally agree. And I love that we've kind of broadened the scope of work here to see the goodness and the importance in all of it. But I said at the outset, we were going to be realistic about it. (laughs) And while we've looked at Genesis 1 and that God created work, Genesis 2 and Genesis 3 did happen. And in Genesis 3, sin entered and sin broke everything. It broke friendship. It broke marriage. It broke rest. It broke work. It broke all of it. And so we need to take a realistic look at the fact that all of our work is in some ways broken. And yet at the same time, we have an opportunity as Christians to perhaps step into that and work to overcome that and redeem that in a unique way. So I would love to hear from you guys. Maybe it's something personal. Maybe it's something in your industry that's broken. Maybe it's something just on your team. Because Sin breaks things in a lot of different ways, and so that also gives us a lot of opportunity to step in in Christ-like ways. So, Casey, would you 
just start us off with perhaps a, a realistic look at some of the brokenness you've seen and experienced in your work. Definitely. I think one of the main ways that I see brokenness in my work just day to day is whenever there's conflict or disagreement among coworkers. For example, recently I was working on a project where, you know, some tough conversations had to be had um, about unmet expectations and making sure that our project stayed on track. And there began to be tension and differences of opinion. And I had another coworker get added to the team who really came in and just completely sowed peace and harmony and and really helped the team get back on track and have more unity as a team. And it it not only was better for everyone, but it also made our final product better. Uh, But watching that coworker really come in and and be an agent of peace uh, inspired me to be able to do the same um, whenever I see that disagreement or conflict. Because unfortunately, that's going to happen. And I'm sure all of us listening have had those experiences and just seeing them as opportunities to step in and uh, be the light um, when otherwise, you know, things might be tense. It's neat how one personality can make that big of an impact on a group, especially one that's having conflict. That's really encouraging. Have you, Casey, seen or experienced any, um, just personally, would you be willing to share at all about if work is ever frustrating to you or hard for you and how you kind of battle that? Yeah. Even just generally, what comes to mind is this idea of Sunday scaries. I don't know if all of us listening have heard of it, but it's kind of this almost funny term, but but based in the reality that all of us are dreading Monday and dreading the work week that's coming, the Sunday scaries. And I even have noticed myself buying into that a lot of times. And, you know, as I've been learning more about work and faith and and God's intent and desire for us as Christians in the workplace, um, I've been challenged to realize that whenever I buy into this idea of the Sunday scaries or don't want to work, that's really me being very self-focused and almost entitled, thinking I deserve to lay by the pool all day, every day. And while the pool is wonderful and we can enjoy that from time to time, work is wonderful and it's a gift. And so I'm definitely not perfect at always remembering and always being excited to work. Uh, But recently what's been helpful to me is being able to notice that and and just go to the Lord and pray and ask Him to restore a right view of work in my mind so that I can be excited and, and eager to steward the gifts He's given me and to serve the people around me. I love what you said, because I think that the reality is we're going to find the brokenness within us mm-hmm. and within the people around us. It's not it's not if, but it's when. Mm-hmm. But it's being prepared as how do you respond to that? And for me, if I think work's so terrible, then I notice every wrong thing and kind of feed into that and even spread that perspective to the people around me. Yes. And when I stop and rethink about how God wants me to view it, that doesn't mean I deny the hard things about it Mm -hmm. and that pretend like it's not hard because it is, but it gives me an opportunity to step into that. And also for me, notice what is right. If I'm looking all the time for what is wrong, I'm probably going to find a lot of things wrong. But if I'm looking for what is right and what is going well, it really 
helps me in the times that are broken recognize it's not always broken. It's not always hard. And I know that that mindset shift or am encouraged by what you said to when I noticed that it's what do I do with it? Because Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. I'm going to see brokenness, but what do I do when that happens? Yeah. I know that we also not just see brokenness individually and in small communities of people we work around, but in different industries, there are different trends, different areas of brokenness, frankly, lots of different areas. And we as believers get to, by God's grace, step into and in small ways work towards renewing that. And so, Chris, would you maybe be willing to share about anything you might have seen broken in an industry in ways that you as a believer can just be aware of that and perhaps at least pray or it sometimes work against that? Sure. I think um, I mentioned I work in aerospace currently, and some of the brokenness I see um, right there, you know, as a whole, as an industry perspective, is um, something probably more recently now with the supply chain issues that are happening. But there's always this, um, you know, collision of safety and quality versus cost. And so um, the company I work for, we distribute chemicals. And um, you want to make sure that when you're flying on an airplane, that the people who maintain that airplane had your safety in mind. That's not something that you want to skimp on when you're choosing an airline (laughs) or choosing an airline mechanic or choosing something to fix your plane. And so I think, you know, as a consumer, we're all really driven by um, cheap prices and flights on sale and getting a good deal when we take a vacation or travel for work. Um, But there's a lot of pressure from aircraft manufacturers and from the chemical manufacturers to reduce pricing or to keep pricing as low as possible. And so when you have, you know, supply chain issues that make everything more timely uh, to get here and more expensive, and you have manufacturers that are trying to keep prices low, um, that collision, often quality is one of the areas where people can save money and save time. Um, And so uh, really just being careful that we don't compromise, you know, safety and quality of the product when we're trying to find ways to reduce costs. Um, So that's, I think, you know, keeping that balance um, is something that is really important to us in the aerospace industry and how, you know, you could let that brokenness creep in if you're not careful. It makes me really grateful that there are hopefully believers in all industries so that you have people with integrity and people thinking about these things, God's intent and design and handling things with wisdom. And it gets me really excited when I think about believers that I know that are in different industries because of their opportunity to influence. And sometimes we may feel like our influence isn't that much, but you never know, number one. And number two, you can still pray because you're aware of things that I am not aware of because I don't get to be in your industry. And I love knowing and being aware of believers in different industries. I know too that for both of you doing your work well to the glory of God, whether other people around you are or not, is very important to you. So would you be willing to share maybe on a real practical level, like how do you do that? What are some tips or things that you try to stay mindful of that have been helpful for you? Chris, what are your thoughts? Um, So I think the main thing for me is to stay present. And so, you know, we kind of talked about my paid work in aerospace and my unpaid work kind of taking care of my kids. Um, So for me, that means that I need to be present when I'm doing those jobs individually. So when I focus on my kids, when I'm working and caring for them, it means being productive when I'm at home working or when I'm at work working. 
Um, it means relying less on my phone so I don't get distracted, maybe setting some boundaries. That way those spheres don't really bleed into each other. Um, I recently had a season where my paid work was really out of balance. Um, Kathy, you probably remember this. It was not a fun time. Um, we had a really busy project at work, and my hours quickly increased. And I was allowing that kind of software work to creep into the time that I was supposed to be developing my kids. Um, from there, it kind of spilled over to my husband and my family. Um, and really sleep and self-care is where the time came out of. Um, and so thankfully, I feel like just in the last couple of weeks or months, I've been able to kind of reestablish that equilibrium and kind of get into a better balance, set some boundaries. That way it doesn't happen again if, you know, work gets crazy or home gets crazy or something like that. Um, but I think, uh, you know, making sure those two types of work don't intersect, which is a little bit strange, um, especially now I work some of my work week at home and I work some of my work week at work. And so on the days that I'm home, I try to be really cautious that like, that I'm working, you know, sometimes even like lock myself in a room with my snacks and my drinks and like, don't go near the kitchen, the laundry, where all those things that are kind of tempting at home, again, to make sure that like I'm in my, you know, paid work time, I need to be present in my paid work time and make sure that I kind of stay focused on that to be as productive as an employee as possible. That's really helpful. Just that idea of being present where you are. I have a tendency to think futuristically and that's not all bad, but to be present and do well and focus on where you are and give your energy to that, I think is really valuable. Casey, what about you? What are some practical tips that you use to try to honor God in your work? Definitely. Uh, on a really practical level, I'm the queen of sticky notes. So I love having sticky notes with different encouraging verses that help me reset and refocus on the Lord during my workday. I have them all around me. The Colossians 3, 23 to 24, as Kathy knows, and she's giggling right now, for years I've been talking about this post-it note and, and how transformative. I've seen the post-it note on your computer screen. You have. <laughs> <laughs> it is the post-it note, and, and along with others, just to help me reset and remember what's important during my work day. Whenever I'm stressed, I know I can look at that, and just having scripture visible um, has been so helpful for me. Uh, I also love listening to worship music while I work, especially if it's a task where I don't I don't have to give it quite as much in-depth thought. If I'm not reading or writing, I like to listen to worship music just to remember again, who am I doing this for? What's most important? And the sticky notes and the music have been extremely helpful. I also work from home. So Chris, I'd like to know if I can lock myself in your room as well, <laughs> because <laughs> I, I'm definitely tempted to, you know, it, work on chores while I'm at home, things like that. And, and I think it's really cool um, as Christians that we want to do right by our employers and our workplaces by giving it our all in the time that we do devote to work. So I love that idea you brought up too. I'm happy to let you come over and share my snacks <laughs> and locked in the room so long as you can teach me how to work and listen to music. Deal. I am an audible learner, so I will type what I hear. So if I am listening to music, working, I'm typing the lyrics and not working. So it's so funny. I would not be successful with worship music, but I'm really glad that that works for you, Casey. <laughs> well, I know that we started this by kind of unapologetically saying that work is a gift, acknowledging that it's hard. We're not in denial about that, but work is and can be encouraging. And not only 
is it fun to me to hear stories about how when things go well with me, but to me, it's really fun to share with other colleagues about things that went well at work and to share joys, because I think sometimes we do that in life about family or friendships or whatever, but sometimes we don't always just share the joys of work and share things that are encouraging. And I think we miss out on getting the chance to encourage each other in that and to rejoice with each other in that. So what is something about work lately or just in general that has been really encouraging to you that in you sharing that it might encourage someone else? Casey, what do you think? Well, one thing that happened just even today is uh, one of the things that I loved so much about my job, especially before COVID, was all of the extra time I got with my coworkers outside of normal working hours, and especially working downtown, being able to join coworkers for dinner, being able to grab lunch, coffee, whatever. Um, that's obviously gotten slower as as we've entered and kind of gone through COVID. And so now I'm seeing that I have more opportunities and it's picking back up again where I'm able to meet up with coworkers outside of work, especially now I'm in a new role and haven't worked with or met a lot of my current coworkers on my team in the office. And so anyway, I've, I've just planned a museum outing with some coworkers today that I'm really looking forward to. So I've been encouraged by those personal connections that I, I'm seeing that I'm able to have more of those. I love it that when we get to work on a team and be a part of a team and stepping into that, it really is, it can be challenging, but it can be one of the greatest joys in work to be able to work together. It's God didn't just call one person to care for the whole earth and all its people. He called all <laughs> of us that. to get to do it. And part of the joy and challenge, but joy is getting to do that together and get yeah. to know the people that you're with. And I really love that. That's really encouraging and makes me think of even some of my team members and what a gift it is to be on a team with them. Chris, what about you? What's something that's been encouraging in work lately? Um, I think maybe my fun story would be uh, just our company just started returning to the office just this month. And so, uh, I don't know, maybe this month or last month, I saw a coworker that I hadn't really seen in a long time. We've, you know, communicated over Teams or email or whatnot, but um, I kind of caught her on maybe a not great day, and she was kind of frustrated with work, and we were talking a little bit about that. And um, she's a believer; she reads her Bible, and so I said, "Hey, remember, like in Genesis one, like God worked. Like you know, it's hard, but like we were designed to work long before this. Kind of what we talked about a little bit today." And she was kind of caught off guard. She's like, "Well, I hadn't really thought about that." And so um, I've just been able to like spark some of those conversations. Um, I may have passive aggressively shipped every good endeavor to her house. <laughs> Um, and told her that maybe we could talk about a chapter. So we might be on chapter two reading that. And I just think it's been so fun, just, you know, a casual conversation that, you know, she was just bending to vent. And, you know, I just kind of slid this little comment in there. And it wasn't me. That was God's prompting. Yeah. Um, but in just talking with her, she said that she's had the opportunity to talk with two people that we work with just wow. in the last couple of weeks um, about her faith. And I just think that is so cool to take a conversation about someone being upset or frustrated at work to hear a month later, God through her, you know, being able to speak life into two people. I just think that is really neat. So. I love that. I have the biggest smile on my face just thinking about that. What a joy. Well, thanks so much for sharing. And thank you genuinely for the work that you do. It 
impacts me. I can't fathom what my life would be like without someone in the aerospace industry, Chris, doing what you do so that I could get on a plane and go visit my family or have products shipped to me. Casey, I can't fathom what my life would be like without an engineering company. Can we even imagine what it would be like if there were no engineers putting things together? What a gift that your careers are to me and they're a real service to me personally. And I genuinely am grateful and I'm grateful that God gave us the gift of work. So let's close in prayer and thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the gift of work. You work, you've worked for all eternity and you're working now and we are grateful for that. You work on our behalf in so many ways. I pray, Father, that you would give us the right perspective, the energy, the joy, the insight, the integrity, the discernment we need to do our work in a way that honors you and is a service to the people around us. For those who are incredibly discouraged with work right now, would you encourage them? Would you remind them of your presence? And would you equip them to do the work that you have given them to do? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.